Alright. Hey, uh, welcome to another episode of Talking Ship with Job and Shipley. Uh, my guest this evening is Pat Ryan. Hey, Hi. welcome, Pat. Now, I first got introduced to you, uh, I believe it was at Shameless a while back. Yeah, uh, sounds about right. That's 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 about when I started, and uh, I remember uh, laughing my ass off at uh, at your stand-up. So I'm really happy to have you here now. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this: um, How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I did my first open mic about five years ago in July, so roughly five years. Oh wow! So you're you're, you're more seasoned than a lot of people around here. Uh, that's, that's cool. Um, what made you want to get into it? Uh, well, when I was in high school, I would just watch Comedy Central a lot. And I was like, so I've always watched like, you know, uh, Patton Oswalt have a special, like Norm MacDonald had a special. You know, they aired like George Carlin and all that. It's like, okay, I kind of want to do that. And then uh, I tried to write my own jokes in high school, which was just mostly me making fun of my friends. Because that's all I really did. And then... And then uh, five years ago, I was hanging out with uh, one of my friends, and we went over to the Heavy Anchor, uh, and they were doing an open mic night that uh, my now ex-best friend happened to be uh, on the list for. And then uh, I talked to Chad Wallace, who is the host of the Comedy Shipwreck open mic. And, Great guy. Oh, yeah. But one of my, like, one of my biggest comedy mentors in the scene. And uh, I just asked, hey, is there a way I can get on the list? He's like, all right. Sure. You're going to be last. I really like the Heavy Anchor uh, as a venue, um, mainly because with a lot of them nowadays, uh, like if you're trying to do Helium, you're trying to do Funny Bone or one of the bigger ones, it's kind of a lottery as to whether or not you get on. But if you go to like a place like Apotheosis or like Heavy Anchor, they're they're pretty, you know, they're pretty giving as far as how many people will it on. And that's it's, it's good to know that if you're going to invest the time into making a set and going out, that you're actually going to get a chance to perform. Oh yeah, especially especially because you know I run the the open mic at Apotheosis, so I do try to uh, I do try to make sure everyone who shows up gets a chance to go on. So funny enough, I've done Apotheosis, ugh, Apotheosis, and it was the one time you weren't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's been a couple of times where I wasn't there just because of being booked on other shows. <laughs> eh, fair enough, it happens. So what are you uh, keeping yourself busy with now that we're all stuck uh, inside with this coronavirus? Uh, one of the major things I've actually been doing since, uh, you know, being in quarantine is I've been doing a lot of drawing because I was never very good in school. But then uh, I was at Target uh, picking up some supplies. I was like, oh, there's a sketchbook. All right. You know what? I'll try drawing again. And uh, I've actually like learned if I actually like take my time, I can draw something decent. That's good. I mean, it's always good to, uh, you know, work on your skills and, you know, find something that you enjoy, especially at a time like this where you can be driving yourself crazy with uh, just being isolated. Oh, yeah. So um, I know that one of the things that you've brought up in a lot of your stand up is that you are asexual. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, especially since I've, you know, done comedy as Shameless, you know, you get to. Uh, get to meet other comics from all walks of life. 
Um, have you come across any other uh, uh, comics who are openly asexual? Uh, Teal Pierce is also openly asexual. Uh, and Teal Pierce, Teal Pierce is actually uh, helped me come up with the name for this show. Yeah, no, uh, I was talking with him the other night uh, on uh, on a Zoom chat with it was him, uh, me, Hillary Anger, Danny Lydia, Lisa Andrus, and Jason Dormeyer. No, uh, he because uh, I mentioned I was doing talking with you tonight. He's like, yeah, I helped him come up with the name of the podcast. <laughs> and Lisa was my first episode. Uh, I've actually I end up having to miss the open mic she was doing because it just uh, I've had a lot of uh, deadlines with this. So, you know, just trying to get everything up by the time I say it's going to be up. Oh, yeah. It's like Teal and I did the very last one before it ended up getting canceled. So that was the only one I was able to make it to after it got moved over all the way out the back door. Do you think Backdoor is going to survive this uh, as far as uh, not getting that business? Uh... I, I hope so, because uh, even though I've only been there a couple of times, it, it's a venue that I very much enjoy. And uh, it's like because their open mic is the same night as my open mic. So Michael Tobin, who's the owner of the club, and I no, we have a friendly rivalry. Like like we both respect each other because uh, I do try to make it out there uh when i can even though the only i've been there twice for open mics but i'm definitely gonna go out there for shows after everything gets uh open back up well i know that uh with backdoor i tried to make that kind of like my home venue for the longest time i've done open mic there like five or six times and the problem was um they stopped doing it on Tuesday nights. Uh, I think uh, there was a falling out there among some people. And uh, I guess there wasn't enough of a draw for, yeah. you know, to do it there. Um, so, you know, I was stuck looking at other venues and man, apotheosis, that is a great venue. Like I, I love, uh, I love the nerdy chic of it all. Like, you know, I love doing a uh, stand up in front of a Captain America shield. It's yeah, it's it's pretty great, and the guys there, are top notch. Oh yeah, it's like, well, it's like it's like Martin Casas who owns the the, the store. Uh, he he has always been trying to make it not just a comic book shop, but also just like a venue for the arts because you know they do a music open mic, uh, you know comedy's there two nights a week, uh, and you know. Uh, month or two before everything shut down, uh, he opened up the upstairs to be an art gallery, which is nice because a couple of the workers there, uh, Ori and Andy, uh, are both artists. Andy was the one who painted that mural that's on the wall that we do stand up in front of. I, I will say as far as the venue goes, um, typically if uh, you have to stop and use the restroom, uh, you know, before you're set or whatnot, you're greeted by not the friendliest uh, bathroom graffiti, but sweet Jesus, that place has some very uh, cheerful, chibi uh, bathroom artwork going on. So you know, it's got that going for it, definitely. Oh yeah, I've yeah, I've I've left my mark on on the bathroom there because <laughs> well, like right like right by the toilet, it says "Good Burger is the best movie ever." Pat Ryan. <laughs> I left my mark. I mean, I'm not, not going to argue that with you. I, I do. I do love Keenan and Cole. Oh yeah, that that was my that, know, was, that was my jam in the '90s on Nickelodeon. 
you know, it's it's funny, you know, I can't recall recall a lot of the uh, what I learned in high school physics, but I can sure as hell remember that Mono Burger is the villain of Good Burger. You yeah. know, just fun little things you fill your brain up with. <laughs> uh, so uh, one of my previous episodes, uh, I was discussing with uh, one of my friends, Anthony, who is kind of wary um, of getting back into comedy. Uh, and he says that he feel he feels that the St. Louis scene is slightly competitive, and uh, that's kind of a turnoff for him. Do you feel the same way? Because uh, I I don't necessarily share that opinion with him, but I know that you're more seasoned, so it's like I feel a little slight competitiveness with with some people, but it's more of like. Uh, you know, we got three clubs now, so it's like everyone wants to get on the list there, so we can eventually all get hosting gigs. And so it's like it's just more like we all we we're all competing with each other because we all want to you know, you know, get books so we can you know make audiences laugh. So no, like, I mean, I, I get that. Like everyone wants to do that next step up. Everyone wants to be part of a paying show. Um, and I feel like that's part of what might be kind of deterring him from pursuing this is that, you know, if you're not willing to put yourself out there and take those steps and, you know, go to a bunch of open mic nights and, uh, you know, get your chops, then you're not, you're not going to do that next step and you're not going to progress. Um, one thing uh, I was discussing with Lisa that I think uh, is kind of an interesting um, kind of bit of topic for, for comics um, is where the line is. Um, I know that a lot of comics, you know, edgy comics and whatnot, <laughs> air quotes, um, that they will go towards uh, edgier material that others might deem uh, kind of off limits. Do you have a, a line that you draw? Is there is there certain jokes that you just won't touch? I mean, there are certain topics that I won't touch. Uh, mostly not not because I think it's too like sensitive or anything. It's just more of like I don't think I have a personal spin that would make that can make this topic funny. Like like uh, like t- topics of like abortion or a lot, kind of a lot of sexuality or like doing drugs. Just because you know I've never really been a part of that kind of culture. So I have no like input or, you know, viewpoint. So like a joke from me on that would probably not really work well. Whereas, uh, whereas, you know, topics like, you know, dealing like with mental health or, you know, sexuality, you know, I deal with those. So I know how to actually like kind of spend them in my way to help uh, make them funny. No, that's fair. Um, when you're like when you're going to a new venue, uh, and we have actually a decent amount of venues out here in St. Louis, but when you're going to a new venue, um, do you gauge the crowd, um, or do you just kind of have your prepared set and go forward with that, and uh, you know, kind of hope for the best? Yeah, I I try to gauge the crowd when I can. Uh... A lot of the time, it's just more like, okay, I've got, I've got the set figured out. If the if the crowd's not really laughing at the other comics, I'm like, you know what, screw it, I'm going with what I got. But if I see like they're laughing at like 
some aspects of the joke, but not having other aspects, I'll see what I can tweak before I go on. But a lot of the time, it's just more like, you know what? Go big or go home. Yeah, I mean, you put your best foot forward. Just go with it. Uh, have you had a lot of bad experience with heckling here? Uh, no, not really. Uh, there, there, I do have a couple stories. Uh, one time, uh, at the heavy anchor, uh, I was doing a joke and, uh, you know, this one guy, uh, was talking with his girlfriend, right? Like in the second row. And I was like, Hey, you in the second row, you mind shutting up while I finish my set? And then, you know, he was quiet. And then he ended up being the next comic on the list. <laughs> and then he's like, and he's like, well, my well, my girlfriend was saying how cute you looked. I guess you fucked that up. Got no reaction from the audience. No, I, I don't typically. I mean, I I make some jokes that are maybe sexual in nature, but I've never said anything that's really crossing line or what I would deem offensive. But I got a reaction like that the other night. Um, I had. Uh, I was running some material past my fiance and um, I, a joke that I didn't expect to be offensive was deemed offensive. Hmm. I, I was doing a little self-deprecating humor and uh, I can never grow a full beard if I tried. And I said, you know, like, oh, well, it's, it's kind of like if you decided to draw a picture of a homeless man and just stopped halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, actually, <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but, uh, you know. Well, it's like sometimes gauging jokes on your family or your significant others is not the greatest idea because they may not necessarily share your sense of humor. But uh, but granted, the circumstances of everything going on right now, I can see why you're testing jokes on your fiance. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we don't really have all that many uh, outlets currently. It's a lot of uh, a lot of Zoom and a whole lot of nothing. Yep. But, you know, that's the perfect segue here. Um, one thing that I like to do for all the comics that come on is I like to give you guys a chance to kind of showcase uh, some of your favorite material, you know, because this is going to be tied to your name. No pressure. Yep. A lot of pressure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, so what, what is some of your favorite material? Uh, some of my favorite material, uh, one of my, like, uh, one joke that's definitely been, like, my standard opener for about the last year is... Uh, no, I have obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD. I don't care what you call it. I still don't like the fact that it's not in alphabetical order. <laughs> and I have three rules I like you all to to follow when dealing with me. One, don't touch me. Two, don't fucking touch me. Three, all lists must be in threes. That's that's good. Yeah, the JC Sabala called that my best OCD joke. And most original sounding one I've written. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I noticed a lot of the comics uh, in this area, they, we all kind of, well, a lot of them post jokes to Facebook and it's, it's you and Teal kind of back and forth on my feed, uh, doing a lot of one-liners and puns. And uh, yeah, I just, I dig it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, like up until like towards the end of 2018, my sets were like, 99% puns because that was what I was really able to write and tell. And then I started uh, working with Chad uh, and some other comics like Corey Stewart, uh, Tree Sanchez. Uh, we would, like meet up at Mocha Bee's coffee shop down in down in South St. Louis City. So 
and we actually work on stuff because I was like, I need to get past doing just puns. I I keep a notebook with me that uh, you know I'm with my work. I'm stuck doing twelve hour shifts in front of a computer. And we'll jot down a quick joke then here or there if it comes to mind and to work out at a later date. But uh, what is uh, this is one thing that uh, Anthony brought up. Um, he's kind of pursuing writing more. But uh, what is the uh, what is the writing process kind of look for you? Do you just kind of, you know, come up with a joke and run with it? Or do you just kind of critique it over and over until it fits right uh depending on the type of joke like if it's kind of a little more story formed i do like sit down and write it and then you know know, kind of workshop it at the mics but if it's something like a one-liner uh i'll just you know jot it down and then try it at the mics and then be like okay here okay i can switch a word up here so like one-liners are easier for me to write than full-blown like story-based jokes partially because my short attention span (laughs) i I know that uh when i was starting out like very beginning i tried to link all my little uh bits together yeah that 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 died really quickly (laughs) it just does not work it's like when you're starting out just makes you just try to be funny (laughs) be funny first then cohesive second words to live by so, uh, you know, we can, we can end on that. Uh, where can people find you uh, online? So, uh, I am on, uh, I am on Instagram at breaking Pat. Uh, it's, it's not all comedy based. It's like comedy, uh, mental health, asexuality, all that stuff together. Cause I didn't feel like making separate pages. Uh, I'm on Facebook at Pat Ryan. That's my normal page. And I've also got a page called Wise and Cracked, which is a, which is a vaudeville comedy duo that Teal Pierce and I do for a show called the Saturday Evening Cabaret at the Improv Shop. And then uh, I am on uh, Twitter at Pat underscore the underscore punster, which I started using again because I have nothing else to do during the day. It's just Back me. the puns. Yeah, it's just me posting puns and then basically critiquing set puns about how stupid they are. So, and before we leave, I want to uh, plug your, uh, your mic. Uh, you guys, that you have at Apotheosis. Yeah, Apothea, Apotheosis Comics on South Grand in St. Louis City. Uh, once we get back up and running, Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, sign up is at 7.30. Everyone gets five minutes. There's no real, like, uh, you know, line of good taste uh if you're if you think it's funny go for it i will tell you later on yeah don't try that one here again (laughs) well hey man i I really appreciate you doing this for me uh coming on um this is meant as a project for my master's degree but you know i'm having a lot of good conversation with it and i think i'm gonna probably keep it uh going for a while uh, so, you know, hey, if you ever feel like coming on again, I'd be more than happy to have you. Oh, of course. All right. Well, hey, thank you very much. You're welcome. Huh? Have a good night. You too, man.